Hi guys, it's Gilmy again. I can't believe we are already at 10 episodes doing this. And now we are over 200 downloads. I'm not even at 10 episodes and I got 200 downloads. I think that is phenomenal. That is awesome. This has already vastly exceeded my expectations I had had for this. And I'm just going to tell you a little story about why, how this podcast came to be. It all goes back to a few years when Kevin Smith was the too too fat to fly and someone told me that my favorite director was going to be doing doing a pod podcast he was already doing it for a while and i finally clued in that he he was doing it so i figured out how 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 to download it where to find it and and i listened to his story and i was already hooked it was a great story told by a great storyteller as i've said before before Kevin Smith is one of my favorite podcasters and storytellers but because of my wife knew that I was a Kevin Smith fan and a live podcast was going to send the Cineplex Odeon for Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. She wanted me to go but at the time in London I was working at Timmy's as a manager and had no one to really go with so my wonderful wife found found me her friend's husband to go with, so she sent me on a a play date essentially with somebody I had I've never met before. So I pick up this guy from from my work at a restaurant I've never never been been to before, which but to the people who really know me I am not an really an out outgoing going person, so I was just Trying not not to be an awkward nerd nerdy person that I truly am, but we hit it off immediately. He showed me how Twitter works and what a smartphone is because at the time I had no idea about any any tech stuff. My kids were little and I didn't really do any computers or electronics at all at at the time except for my my TV of course. But the cool thing was he was a wrestling fan. I was also a wrestling fan, and we just started talking about Shawn Michaels and Jericho and Undertaker and all all the all the greats. So we started hanging out on Mondays and Mon- Monday nights during during Raw. This is when when SmackDown was the the terrible show, and having having a few beers and just hang, hang hanging out. And one of the things that Ryan said was, "Do you ever listen to any of these wrestling pod podcasts?" I said, "No, I only." I, I only have ever seen the Kevin Smith one and only listened to his uh, his uh, his stuff. But so we grab grab my phone, set everything up, and it was great. I've always loved uh, storytelling and books on uh, tape, and and then I discovered uh, Colt Cabana, and I was hooked from that 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 moment. Also started listening to Jeff Goodrich's on on Sprecher, but. He only did it for like two months, and well, I still miss it to be to be totally honest. But and then Ryan showed me podcasts at it when I finally figured out how how to use my phone because I am still kind of technically inept, uh, slowly learning, and how how to download instead of using using data. That first month I, when I was using the podcast addict app, um, my phone bill was huge because it was take taking the bus and listening to podcasts all the all the time. And so I started to take the bus more and listen to podcasts and very rarely listen to music anymore. I, I don't get me wrong, I still love love music, but I'm not a big fan of the modern stuff stuff coming out. I think it kind of sucks, but 
to to each their own. But back to why I, I started this one. It all comes back to Kevin Smith saying, create something, make something out of, out of nothing, and you're adding adding to the world. This actually really struck struck a chord with me. Then I wanted to do do one. I just got the old creative juices flowing again. So that is how Gilmy and the Big Deal was born. But that's not the name name of this podcast, you say, and you you never actually heard heard of it. That's because we never put it there. And me and Ryan recorded a, a few of them, and and still I was still trying to figure out how to get podcasts out there and how to use uh, use the interweb to get out there but but we had fun we had a great time doing them and it just was basically our schedules never really meshed well well together i am going to get him on the uh, podcast and because he's he's a talkative guy and and i think he's a he's a funny so basically it was just a thing where our schedules didn't mesh we're both dads and family always comes first and and it always just um so basically, we were just getting together once a month to it would do it, and we didn't have enough time to get together to would do one together. So I decided that I will give it a go by by myself. Thought about it and decided that bi bi weekly works works for me best, and it's been been great doing this. And once again, thanks for listening. And today's guest is Dave Gibbs from Chaps, uh, Canadian Haunting and Paranormal Society. Well. And he has his own uh, Chaps Dark Side pod podcast, which he's doing on YouTube every other every other Tuesday. Yeah, he was actually a really cool cool guy, and answered all my all, all, all my questions. And a little background info on him: he founded Chaps in 2005, and after he had his own paranormal ex- experiences and. He is located in Oshawa, Canada, and he is a Canadian liaison for taps and if anyone knows what taps is they're the big uh, ghost hunters tv show guys and he's actually one of the international liaisons for for that and he we go over how an investigation starts how everything goes um his per personal experiences how everything goes and it was really cool cool to talk here to him and I am going to let you know that there was some uh, audio issues with this and had some Skype issues. I tried to clean it up the best that I possibly can. And editing was um, the most challenging for this one. But it was weird because I was getting all this. I've never had a problem with Skype before. But I talked to a guy who deals with the paranormal. And I'm getting knocks. I'm getting weird background noise, background music. And I left some of it in, to be honest, because it's just very cool. And um, if you're into the paranormal, it's um, kind of, if you know anything about this stuff, it's just kind of weird that um, the first time I have any issues at all is with a paranormal guy. We go over a lot of the difference between a paranormal investigator and a, a ghost hunter and what all the terms are and we go over what evps are orbs emfs and just how ghost hunting ghost hunting works and gonna have them back on in about six months so if you have any paranormal questions i'll throw them throw them at dave next time next time he's on and just letting you know um a couple things here 
that Deathproof is coming coming back to the rock pile on April 9th. If you're in the Toronto Etobicoke area, go see see those guys. Those are one of my my favorite favorite independent wrestlings out out there. Always a always a a great show. Uh, Going to be at Smash Wrestling on March 26th. So if anybody sees sees me there, just walk up, say uh, say hi. I'm 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 the tall tall goofy looking guy with the with their glasses. And just letting you know, Brent has filmed his scene for the his latest 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 movie, Exorcism of the of, of the Dead. When that's coming out uh, closer, I'll get back, get him back on the uh, pod uh, podcast here. And got a few more guests guests lined up for the next next come coming weeks, which should be really cool. And here's a uh, here's Dave. Thanks. Hi, this Hi, is Brent Barrett, and you're listening to Kill Me Talks. Good morning, good evening, good night. This is Gilmi again on uh, Gilmi Talks, and my guest this week is a very cool guy, uh, Dave 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 Gibbs. He's the lead uh, investigator for Chaps Chaps's Canadian Haunting and Paranormal Society. And see, I've actually been uh, doing doing a uh, research, guys, and. Um, I am very excited to uh, have him have him on the uh, on the show because he is he is a ghost hunter and and ghost investigator. I'm not sure what exactly the uh, terms are. I've always been interested in, in this stuff. I've um always listening listening to a podcast on it and watching TV shows after I've had uh, my own experiences. But yeah, so this is this is this is Dave. Everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. paranormal investigator. There and we go. The moniker, yeah. <laughs> I well, tend to stay away from the whole ghost hunter thing. It kind of gives a bad picture. Oh, yeah. That and really we're not necessarily hunting them. And, uh, you know, we're, we do as much debunking and, and uh, pragmatic research to dispel the haunting as we would like to find one, right? Yeah. Because you are associated with the Taps family, and those are actually my my favorite guys that I've I've ever watched because they're into finding out what's going on. They they go through everything else first, and they don't jump at uh, at at everything else everything that uh, happens. That's uh, that's what we hope to achieve. Yeah. I mean, uh, they see that certainly on today's. Uh, you know, TV shows really. I mean, right off the bat, everybody's looking for instant evidence, and, and I'm afraid that it doesn't work that way. I mean, or it shouldn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I gotta ask, why did you start uh, start your chaps? <clears throat> well, okay. Um, well, I mean, I kind of had something. Uh, my life was a little geared towards it. I mean, it sounds odd. I grew up in a spiritualist church. So I was always around mediums and psychics. Um, it, that's not where our team rolls with, but it's sort of what got my my mind to the other side or that. And then, um, you know, years ago, uh, I had a martial arts instructor, one of a few, who lived just outside of Gettysburg. And I used to go stay with him for a week at a time. And we would go investigate the fields like everybody else does. Uh, we were sitting in his car one night in a lot behind the museum uh, and we saw what I would describe as being kind of like a, a lantern coming down a hill. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Let's watch a little longer. About a minute and a half later, the lantern disappeared, but what seemed to be almost like a flintlock pistol blew off in the car. 
we had like a minor explosion inside the car. It was and it smelled like uh, gunpowder. It was really quite freaky. So from that point forward, it was like, okay, I got to do something to, to figure this out. And independently, I did it for a number of years. Uh, probably like most people do, take pictures, see orbs, lose your mind. Um, you know, and then when I was living up north, I was living in a rather conservative town that really uh, dismissed a lot of this. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to kind of turn things on its butt, and I formed a team there. Uh, only to discover that, of course, uh, a conservative town like that generally has a lot of stories to tell that people were afraid to talk about. Uh, we gained a pretty decent following up there and, and became to be uh, busy with investigations about every weekend. Um, you know, as time went on, we joined the town's family. Uh, time went on, I moved back to my hometown, like I'm just outside of Toronto, and kept the office open up there, and we opened up one down here. Um, and now, I mean, uh, both, both offices are pretty busy. We're generally handling, I guess, you know, on an average year, we'll handle 45 or 50 investigations. Oh, wow. some, some years we'll handle, we've done over 100 in a single year. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, obviously, we do a lot of residential work. Uh, we do a bit more commercial work now than we did before. Uh, and we always do our road trips into the United States. And we've investigated a lot of the properties down there. That's not That's just for our own enjoyment. You know, we're not being called in to do it. We're, you know, uh, we've been very fortunate because TAP sends any work uh, related to this portion of Canada up to us. Um, so yeah, we, we've been we've been at it pretty solid now for I guess I guess the team was formed in 2005, so we've, you know it's been nonstop venture since then. Uh, so I kind of got started just because of uh, Gettysburg, and uh, I'm actually headed back to Gettysburg in May, so hope to see something else. Awesome. First thing, what kind of equipment do do you uh, use on investigations? Is it is it just a regular camera or uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, parallel investigation equipment is, is, believe it or not, more more basic than one would think. I mean, you don't you see a lot of we have the toys that they have on the shows, but you know, uh, we we do use a, a combination of uh, say when it comes to EMF detection, you know, we have our L meter and our K twos. Um, you know, I think a lot of people put a lot of money or or uh, interest into EMF. Um, you know, it's used to debunk to start off with, you know, just to find out where the sources of EMF are in the house. K2s, you know, I mean, they could be set off by a cell phone, so you got to be kind of careful with them. Uh, but if anything, uh, what they are is a barometer. You know, if, if something's going crazy, the K2 is going crazy, it might give you a reason to ask a couple more questions, maybe stick around that area a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, video cameras, believe it or not, like the video cameras that we use to film, and you know, I've got about 175 videos online are really analog mini DV Sony handicams. They're just, <clears throat> I just find that you get the, the purest picture out of them. And it's not, I'm not filming for, for TV's sake. I'm filming so that when we investigate, I film the team, not what we're looking at, so that when I have an audio file, I can compare against video who might have made a noise. Uh, we use obviously just the standard camera. I don't really mess with the full spectrum stuff. I've never seen an example of where full spectrum has made any difference. Uh, it's just a filter on a camera. 
Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, where we actually put our, our money, frankly, into is, is audio. Audio is where, where, you, where we get, you know, most of our evidence. So we have a, a, a higher end audio devices. Uh, really, everything is, is, is pretty basic, frankly. Uh, I like, I'd like to take things back to the way, you know, when Harry Price started doing this. And, uh, you know, where everything is just really just audio or, or sound-related devices. We just have to have video so that we can debunk and, and log what we're doing. You know, DVR cameras are important and, and all that because, if, you know, we're doing a home and, and we get an audio hit. I need to go look at the DVR and know that somebody in the house didn't move around or create a noise at the same time. Uh, so, really, I mean... Uh, but when it really comes down to it, audio is, is that you know, we do have some of the toys they do on the show. I, I do occasionally watch a show and go, I really, I really want that, you know, and we go and get it. Because uh, then, you know, it's got to be fun, too. What we do, you're investing hours away from home till, you know, in your, your hours in the morning, you want to be entertaining for yourself as well. Oh, yeah. Well... How does the uh, average investigation start? Do people call you guys? Do you go looking for them? Uh, yeah, we get we get uh, an email through our server or through Facebook or through Taps, and then I, I contact them and let them know that our services are free. I mean, sometimes they just want advice. Uh, you know that we we determine first off if it's going to be something physically we can pull off. Obviously, if they message us in there in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, I'm going to pass that off to another team, um, you know, and then I've got to determine the validity of the claims. As, you know, it sounds, yeah, it sounds heartless because sometimes you can tell when somebody's really getting some attention now or they've seen yeah. what they see through a show or is, uh, you know, I mean, you, know, you have to pre-investigate. Uh, and then also find out what kind of property they've got. You know, you're dealing with like a, a one-bedroom bachelor, you're dealing with a huge place. Uh, they're renting, you know, is the landlord going to be okay with it? Uh, it you know, all that. I mean, the pre-investigation is, is just as important. Because, right? I mean, if you show up at a location and there's 15 people that are ready to party to watch you do it, uh, it's, it's going to be a waste of time. You know, there's be so much contamination, you might as well just turn around and say, there's no point in doing this. Yeah. What is uh, one of the most compelling pieces of, uh, of evidence you've uh, found? We've had a lot of DVP. Um... Uh, for, for, sorry to interrupt, but for the people who don't know what EVP is, that is... Electronic voice phenomenon. Okay. So this is hearing voices that you didn't hear at the time. Right? Right. I think for me personally, the most compelling evidence EVP-wise was at a house uh, in the UTA. We, uh, we did an investigation there once, uh, and we've gotten good evidence there. The EVP we got were very related to it. And then the, you know, we've gotten very close to this family. Uh, you know, going over, hanging out, having a couple drinks, something. Well, yeah. the husband, a husband of that family died. And so we knew him personally, and his wife had asked us to come back. Um, so we did. And I was doing a solo in his daughter's room. And I was just talking to him by name. I said, okay, you know, you need to talk to me here. So I'm the only male in the house, and the camera's right on my face. And all we got over the audio was... I want to come home, and my mouth is not moving, it was his voice, uh, we brought it to them, you know, they, of course, lost their mind, so, for me, for me, it was probably the most compelling, because it was probably the first time I ever heard evidence that I could verify based on my own personal knowledge of that person, it was him, you know, and it was really weird, you know, it was very strange to hear somebody you know that way, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, but we've, we've gotten 
UAPs from multiple locations. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's been some great investigations where things have gotten kind of freaky. Uh, but as far as evidence, clear evidence that you could play, that, that's the most compelling to myself. Oh yeah. Could you go over what orbs are? I hear those are, those a lot. Those are the. Uh, the round things they, that you see in uh, uh, pictures, right? To be blunt, with this investigator, with this team, yep. dust, dust, uh, dust, moisture, insects. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, look, I'll tell you what. Um, they say that uh, you know, some people will say ninety-nine point nine percent. Okay, so there maybe there's the point of one percent that is something, but uh, to be frank with you, uh, that would be so bloody rare and so easy to debunk that you might as well just say all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of teams out there that make their bread and butter on orbs. Um, you know what? When I first started, uh, and back then, of course, you, were, you weren't using digital cameras. You get a film, you develop it, you see orbs, you lose your mind. You know, oh my God, because it's not something you're used to seeing. Okay. Uh, and you're expected, right? So that's, that's fine for 20, 25 years ago. Uh, nowadays, too, with digital, like you see how many pictures come out, you know, with ghost apps and being able to inlay a, a picture, like a person in a picture that wasn't there before. Uh, so, uh, but going to orbs, I mean, all it takes is uh, the right amount of moisture in the air, the right amount of dust, and, you know, well, there's no dust, I said, well, no, there's dust everywhere. Um, orbs are, orbs are, orbs are dust, and unfortunately there are a lot of teams that are making their money on dust. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you instead of somebody else. I know you, you're, uh, part of the TAPS. Tap, taps family so and i know those guys are um they're they actually work to debunk before and any any anything else right yeah they're, they're pretty hardcore with their their debunking i mean you know like a lot of people will go on the bakery and things that happen on shows i think it needs to be said that i mean it is a tv show yep. so there are producers so are some of the reactions dramatized sure i guess you know somebody was paying me uh, thousands of dollars per episode to investigate. I, you know, I might react more to a door closing than I would normally, because um, we've done it with our own videos. There's been times when I've said to the person that produces our videos, you know, we got to really kind of do something, and uh, we we couldn't. It just it just wouldn't work for us. But that's why we don't have a TV show. But the guys in Taps, I mean, I, I've I've had enough personal time with them. Uh, and actual chats, you know, to know that you know, they're not full of it. Um, I've been very fortunate to have had communication with a lot of them, of uh, all the TV shows. And, you know, the guys from Taps are pretty pretty level-headed. Um, you know, I, miss, I miss Grant being around, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the shows off now, but uh, uh, Grant was a great guy. Uh, but, you know, they're all great guys. Um, but, you know, in having conversations with Grant over a fire, uh, you know, discussing, you know, because there was an allegation that he had his jacket pulled or whatever uh, on an episode. You know, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I'm not there. But i got to be honest with you, in having converse conversations with him, they just, they just don't seem the type. And, and you know, it's just, it's, it, it's not, the show isn't as entertainment factor as a lot of the other shows well actually i'm from london ontario and the reason i heard about you guys where you did an investigation in uh, london i i was just wondering i of course i'm not going to ask names i'm not going to ask where but can you tell me a little bit a about that one mm, okay so <laughs> this is where you got me at a bit of a disadvantage we 
We've run probably at this point in time getting close to 500 investigations. The London investigation, to my memory, was done about four or five years ago, and it was actually done by other members of my team. I don't think I was there. Uh, so I can't speak to it. Um, no, no. We, we investigated around the London area, like, you know, we've gone to St. Thomas, and the playhouse down there. Okay. Uh, Chat- we've had quite a bit in Chatham, the Capitol Theatre in Chatham. The Milner House in Chatham. Uh, uh, the, uh, there's another place in Chatham. Like Chatham was a very busy place for us. We did like uh, we actually did was it three homes in one night in Chatham. That was wow. bizarre. Uh, but it's, it's a very busy corridor. I may have done something else in London. I just yeah. can't remember it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a while back, I think we were even going to do the. Uh, there's um, the lab from Helix has got a. Uh, a museum down there we were going to do, but uh, I think unfortunately it was going. I think he was expecting it to be more of a television style production. Oh. And when we said it was an investigation, I don't think his interests were well wanted. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, I don't know. I just heard just heard it like like through a friend of a friend that that, that you guys came to uh, Port, Port London. I had no idea it was that that uh, long ago, but yeah, yeah. it was an important. Okay. While doing the investigations, why why do you in, why, why do you enjoy well, enjoy it? You've been doing this for a number of years 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 now. Or is it just finding finding that that new that new evidence that keeps you keeps you going? Or? Well, you know what I mean. In the beginning, it got you going because it was like uh, all this freaky deaky new stuff. Um, you know, uh, it, you do get to because I like to help families. Uh, and then I know that that seems like a lot of schlock that they say on TV, but it is true. You know, I mean, uh, we've had recent times where we've had people literally in their own homes, like they're planning to sell. They've moved everything up to the top floor because they're afraid. We go into an investigation. They decide to keep the house and they move everything back to renovate. So, like these are these are happy things for me. Um, you know, obviously the chance to get to talk to people. I do a lot of um, paranormal one on one talks. I go to like libraries or theaters and, and talk to people. I like that. I enjoy that. Every now and then, you know, you do get some evidence once in a while. Where you're like, oh, man, that's that, that's one reason why I stay because you get a piece of evidence like that, and, and you, you, it makes you want to go. I need to keep going. I need to keep finding it. Um, you know, I'm wanting to get that that holy grail that shadow person or whatever on film and uh, really truthfully uh, a lot of times it's also the collaboration with other other teams um, I've made it a mission with CAF to collaborate with teams we've worked with you know 20 or 30 other teams uh, for two reasons one I mean if people have uh, guff to say about a team well I want to be able to work with them so that I can sit back and go yeah you know what these guys are nubs or you know these guys are a class act uh, all across the United States you know uh, it's great we get invited to work with other teams you know my wife and I were in Amsterdam this year oh, wow. last year and we worked with a team over there in Amsterdam uh, I was the international liaison for TAP so I went and I met some of the teams that I represented you know what it's so great to see work done by other people and get ideas from them too right I mean because there's a lot of times you'll see what they do and go wow you know, this is a much better better way of doing it look there's a team that came to me for, for tutelage out of Belleville and uh, we work tight with them now we've worked with them for years now but you know what they were doing a certain way of their audio I love I was like man why are we doing that and this is a team that came to us for teaching yeah. and, and instead you know what I got something from them and said that's amazing let's start doing this you know and uh, it's worked really well for us so 
large keep like that kind of open mind that uh, you know, I would say pretty much every single team we work with I learn something from and we augment some of the things that we do based on of what we see got to have that open mind but that's what that's what keeps me doing it personally are there times when it gets dry for me 100 percent. are there times when it's like you know what i think i think i've seen or whatever uh there are times when you know my wife sandy she's the one that does most of the evidence review and we'll go over it we'll get this wicked evp like this out of this world evp but neither one of us are like jumping up you know we're not we're not running around going, listen to this thing because we're you know because we go over it we hear them regularly that's a side effect or you know and it's it's like working at a slaughterhouse. You can use to kill animals, right? Yep. So, you know, when you see here enough EVPs, after a while it becomes more uh, by uh, a product of what you do. Um, but uh, this is, you know, when you're doing things like, when we go to our road trips in the States and we get to investigate places like Moundsville Penitentiary and all that, uh, man, you know, when stuff starts to happen when you're there, your skin starts to crawl, that's also a reason why I go back. I want to get scared. Yeah. You know, I, I, want, I want to be terrified. I want, I want to be on an investigation and want to say, dude, I'm dropping the camera and I'm getting out of here. That's what I, absolutely. No, and that's, that's our primary. Yeah. You know what? Well, the, uh, the homes are really everything. And is, if I can also, so, you know, I work with the homes and then I work with the people at the seminars educating them about what we do and what, how not to get taken. Because unfortunately, a lot of people get taken by, uh, you know, like a medium will charge them 300 bucks to come clear their house. Yeah. Uh, which to me, I'm, I revolt against 100%. Like, I'm okay. If you want to go see a medium or a psychic and slot 75 bucks down to have a half an hour fortune told, that's entertainment. Yeah. But you, you contact somebody of that caliber and say, I'm scared and something's going on in my house. Not a doctor. They don't have a degree that says that there's proof of what they're doing. They're not giving you a prescription that's going to make you feel better. What they're going to do is come into your home and say whatever, and they're going to charge you 300 bucks for it, and that's crap. Um, yeah. We don't charge. I don't charge a dime. You know, we've we've traveled five, six, seven hours in, in both in either direction to go help somebody and pay for hotels at our own cost. Uh, the only thing we'd ever say to a client is have some snacks or you know, yeah. some coffee. That's all we need. Because we're doing this as a passion, right? Right. This is like when some people play hockey. Some people, you know, they, they love to, to ski. Well, you know, this is what we do. And uh, all we can give people is our opinion. You know, in the end, it's not a science. When people call it a science, I also get disturbed by that, too, because I'm not a scientist at all. We have experience, and we have pragmatic debunking skills. But in the end of it, all I can come to you is say... This is what I have as evidence, not proof. I've never used the word proof. Yeah. This is evidence that I believe may be something, you know, blah, blah, blah right? Yeah. That, that's all I'm there for. That's all I'm there for. I'm there to help diagnose. Uh, but I'm by no means a doctor, so we're no means going to charge money, and I'm not going to come prove anything. I can't, I can't get rid of your ghosts. I can ask the ghost to leave. A lot of the times things get quiet. It's almost like your spirit is there. Maybe you had a chance to speak finally, and that's all it needed. You know, uh, yeah. that, that's what I tend to explain to people. Sometimes it gets more active. Sometimes you got to call a priest in. But then again, who says that a priest has got the, you know, whatever it is. It can, who says that a, you know, a Catholic priest knows exactly how to get rid of the spirit? Yeah. That spirit could be Jewish. But who the heck knows? You know, there's, right. that, that's, we don't know what it is, otherwise we'd have the cure for all that stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, going going to the religious part. Uh, do you think you've ever ever dealt ever felt a well, a demon's a, a demon's present or a, a harmful harmful spirit or? I don't think I've ever come across a demon. No. Uh, have I come across uh, a bitchy spirit? <clears throat> there have been times where some things have happened uh, a little not pleasant at the time. But like, if we're talking demonic, <clears throat> it's not really part of my ideology. I'm not. Uh, I don't really prescribe to that. You know, not not me. I've never experienced it, right? You know, right. And, and I've been on uh, enough investigations that a woman would think I would have. Uh, maybe I did. Yeah. Maybe I've experienced a demon and I just didn't recognize it. Uh, but it's just it's not really part of my gig. So um, do I? Do I believe they could exist? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I just can't say definitively that I've come across a demon. Yeah. Cool though. Oh yeah. Else, you know, I want Sam and Dean there, and we'll smoke, smoke it right on the spot, and kill it, and throw salt on the ground, and watch the thing burn. It'll be great. Yeah, awesome for video. My videos would get a lot more hits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, a buddy of mine, mine asked asked if I would bring up a demons. It's not really my thing. I think uh, if there were demons, they have probably have better things to uh, to be doing. Haunting a house is uh, where their pay grade is. Yeah. You know, if you, if you get promoted to demon, I want to be raising something somewhere else, much bigger. Oh yeah. I was reading reading on your site. Uh, EMTs. What is what is that exactly? Um, EMT. Uh, no. As opposed to an EMF. EMF. There we go. Yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking, you know, that's an emergency guy. Uh, no EMF, like uh, electromagnetic yeah. frequency, right? Yeah. So this is what's given off by electronics, uh, all, all electrical form of anything has EMF. Okay. So, you know, whether if you're putting your EMF detector up against like a 30-year-old alarm clock that doesn't have grounded wires, it's going to have a higher signal. You know, you're lying next to that all night long. If you think about it, electricity as having sort of a radius of spraying, or for back, lack of other terms, you know, you're lying in an MRI all night long. The synapses in your brain are constantly being ignited. Therefore, you wake up, you have crazy nightmares. This is why when people are standing underneath a really bad ballast in the fluorescent light, they feel like they're being watched. Uh, you know, they're sick, they're dizzy. We suppose. This is the theory. The theory also is, is that spirit, because spirit is energy, would emit the CMF. That's, that's the theory. No proof to it, but that's the theory. It's a, it's a rational theory. It makes logical sense, right? If we're all basically just different concentrated forms of matter, uh, that that would make sense. Um, you know, we have several devices that pick up on different kinds of energy. You know, I just bought a set of uh, light panels that sit on the ground, and they've got proximity detectors all over them, uh, hopefully to show the direction of travel that this might be. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's the, the heat they give off or the lack of heat, whether it's the energy they give off or the lack of energy. But that, that's why we have toys. That's, you know, and people get nasty with the toys thing. Um, but, you, you know, a scientist or somebody in science experiments with different devices. And that's what we do once in a while. We'll come up with something and uh, play with it. Whether it works or not, there's certainly some out there that drive me absolutely back, back crap. Uh, the SB7, that voice uh, uh, radio station emitter that goes over all the radio stations, and you get the occasional little George Bill, whatever, drives me absolutely crazy. I can't, I 
some people live on those things. Some of the toys they show on, on TV. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Paranormal Lockdown. Uh, Nick Roth is a very, very, uh, very cool dude. Uh, very level-headed. Glad he left Gak. I really am because he's the one guy. Uh, I like Aaron, but but Nick was very cool. Um, and although on lockdown they use that geo box far too often, you know it just picks up voices from anywhere. I'm thinking if I got results like that, every investigation I'd be a millionaire. Probably why he's a millionaire. But uh, you know those kind of toys I can't be bothered with. Anything like if it's going to have a pre-prescribed answer. Um, Ovulus is another one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not keen on the Ovulus because there's a catalog of words for it to pull from, and I don't know if it, I, I can't say yay or nay on it. But I, I don't trust something that's only it's got ten thousand words it can pick from. It just seems like all those words have to be related to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't. I'm not convinced. They look. They look good for. I've worked them. I've used them. Yeah. Uh, it's really good when it comes to when you're doing an EVP session and you've gone dry. That's something a lot of investigators would know is going dry during the investigation where you're just like, I don't know what else to say. And uh, they're good because then all of a sudden you have a word that it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. But uh, I wouldn't call them scientific. Do you hear that uh, tapping? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is making... I, I, I do a podcast with with a talking to a voice guy and all the electronics go this is great <laughs> see <laughs> yep evidence see and I I say the word ghost and it uh, stops oh my goodness ah. but yeah sorry completely the electronic things I'm normally a lot smoother smoother at this if you ever ever get bored and... I've done lots of podcasts made it happens all the time oh yeah no, I just I've never I've never had this done. You mentioned you did some theater investigations. Why why do uh, is it just older buildings buildings you think get haunted or do they follow people or? No, I was gonna say because some of the some of the most some of the most active investigations we've done have been in newer homes and it really has no correlation. I mean, there would be more justification in an older place, but no correlation because I think I think. You know what? I think spirit obviously can be attached to people, people, places, things. We don't know. That's what we're trying to find out. The theaters. I don't know why the theaters. We've done. Geez, we've done a lot of theaters. You know. I mean, the, the Imperial and Sarnia, the Capitol, you know, the Cultural Center, and, and there, St. Thomas, the the uh, Princess Theater. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. The amount of theaters we've done. Yeah. And uh, most of them, you know what? Like we've had some pretty. The great hall in the theater center in Toronto, the past LA in Toronto, they always seem to yield something. I think could it be the fact that in the theater the audiophonics are really great, so therefore any kind of noise you hear is going to be more robust. Uh, I got to be honest, you know when you're doing a theater and you're up in the catwalk and you know places people don't normally see, and you're down in the in the hall in the basement where there's always a hidden passageway somewhere <laughs> it has a, a great drama to it I think maybe that, that lends to it I've really enjoyed doing theaters I mean the, the Imperial and Sarnia probably one of my favorites of all time you know I mean it's just no, I know. I know they've done uh, ghost tours and whatnot in the in the Grand Theater in downtown uh, downtown near London. Right. Uh, apparently, that's that's a, a haunted. But yeah, we had, we haven't had a chance to get in there. I think we 
we have a, a procurement person on our team that, that contacts places if we want to do it. You know, I was like, oh, because I want to, I want to do that place. Uh, and the Grand was never, never party to it. Um, there are a lot of teams around London. You know, I mean, even look, I mean, frankly, as, as a shout out, I mean, there's a, a portion of what used to be part of Chaps that's now uh, gone on their own uh, down in the London area with Capture Paranormal. Uh, they were all uh, part of my team years uh and uh you know they're down there i think personally they're one of the, one of the better ones of course i'm going to say that they're i i knew them so i got to work oh, yeah. so six spectral solutions is down there cold spots down there uh kingston or not kingston kitchener paranormal society down there. i think there's lots down your neck of the woods oh, yeah. uh tons uh, the london knights uh knights paranormal i mean there's there's so many teams down there uh, that uh, probably the a place like the the Grand gets uh, hammered by requests by people like us. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> honestly, I've never really looked them up. I heard your information from a friend of mine who who watches your uh, uh, your YouTube vid videos, yep. and um, and he said to try getting try getting you on. You seem like an an interesting guy. I'm just a normal dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I sell I sell nuts and bolts during the daytime. So you know at nighttime you know we're on ghosts. But uh, you know what? That's the other thing I think there is uh, when I go to seminars. Hey, people think we make a ton of change at this, and, and that's just not the case. Uh, you know I've probably invested close to thirty grand over the last ten years in new equipment. Um, so it costs us a brilliant amount of money, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they seem to think that there's something. If you're not on a TV show, there's no, there's nothing happening for you. Like you'd have to do this. Uh, yeah. You know, the only time the, the only time we do make money, uh, really, which is for the team, is when when we do a, a one-on-one, you know, or a public public investigation. You know, you charge twenty bucks a ticket, and the night you make five hundred bucks. You turn around, you take that five hundred bucks, you go out and you buy equipment, right? So. Oh. Uh, it's really the way it goes. This is not a money-making venture. Um, you know, all of us, all of us, every one of the team has a job. Oh, yeah. I would love to be retired. <laughs> yes. Hey, look, I'm getting on to, almost on to 50, and I, I'd love to love to give up what I do for a living. I love my job, but, I mean, hey, I'd love to stay home more. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I, think, I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. There we go. I don't know what's going, what's going on. Uh, my... My levels keep spiking, spiking, uh, spiking into the red, and I got my 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 recording low. This is just this is just odd. Um, I got got all my uh, questions answered. Anything you uh, want to plug? I know you got a podcast com- coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so we're going to be doing a bi-weekly podcast. People have asked me about it. I thought give it a go. Um, I, <laughs> I my nephew set it up for me because I have a freaking idea how to do it. Uh, it's but, yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's harder harder than it actually seems. It took me about two months to would get it set up. Uh, we got we have going through YouTube, so if they just go onto our YouTube channel, okay. look up Paranormal on YouTube, it'll, it'll actually directly go to YouTube, and then YouTube automatically burns those videos and they stay on my channel. So. But I guess that's a good way of doing it. I have no clue. Uh, I'm going to go that way until I see how good it goes. Um, okay. And people can call it through Skype or uh, direct type onto the YouTube channel as a live mm-hmm. chat. Uh, so that's uh, starting tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. So I think it's going to be every other Tuesday at 9. You know, I'll have my guest on the couch behind me and we'll uh, <laughs> speak. You know, I, I, don't, I have no idea how it's going to go. <laughs> it may be terrible. 
<laughs> so, so we're going to do 90 minutes. We're going to see how it goes and take it from there. Thank you very much for having me on, man. No, uh, it's it's been a, a pleasure. Hopefully, we can we can do this again. If uh, I'm thinking in six months, I get a couple, put a questionnaire out, maybe do it again. Anytime you want, you let okay. me know. Okay, man. Hey guys, I just want to say once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out check out Dave Gibbs, Canadian Haunting and Paranormal Society, or Chaps. He his podcast just launched. Check it out on every other Tuesday on YouTube. Just type in uh, Chaps. Dave Gibbs. It it it'll show up there. Uh, he has links to it on his face Facebook page and check check it out. The guys the guys a good uh, story storyteller. Just want to say thanks for for him him to coming on on the podcast and uh, doing this. It was great talking to talking to a paranormal in, investigator. It, it was really really fun. Had some uh, weird stuff stuff happen there as and he, here's the thing. I'm not that good of an editor to throw things in. I don't know how to lay stuff on on top of things, so it is exactly how how you heard it there. Could have been just been Skype messing up or a little bit, but I have no idea. And it's just a a weird coincidence that would that that would happen that yeah that time. Ten episodes in now, and I'm hopefully going going to keep the keep this thing going not 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 hope hopefully i i am going to keep this thing going because i'm i'm having fun yet funny doing it i was actually out looking at some new e- equipment yes or yesterday hopefully bumping up the audio and then gonna try try my next goal i think is to get a sponsor nothing new just to pay for, pay for the uh website fees and uh, and uh, stuff because trying to keep this on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, cheap and make the uh audio better make everything a little bit better get some uh get some some more guests and uh, whatnot and get the likes out there got this uh successfully up on itunes now was having some difficulties with that because it was um having some issues with with itunes because honestly they can be a little bit very specific <laughs> And I'm figuring all this out. Thanks to everyone for for help helping me out with in between logos or just uh, people I'm meeting on the streets or messaging or texting or just help helping me help me out with this thing because it's really fun and I want to keep it keep it uh, keep it going. And I'm start starting to ramble again, so just want want to say thanks and here's some some Led Zeppelin this week because I. I really like this song. See you in a few, guys. Bye.